0: Hello and welcome to this latest TN podcast. I'm Anthony Myers. In this episode, I chat with Dr. Christy Leslie, one of the architects of a fantastic new resource for the cocoa sector, the Fine Chocolate Glossary, which is designed to address industry confusion by establishing a common language around the terminology regarding all aspects of chocolate. It sounds fascinating. Take a listen. Christy, Welcome to this latest podcast. Um you have some very very interesting news that's going to have a huge impact on the uh, on the cocoa sector. Um can you tell us a little bit about the Fine Chocolate Industry Association's new glossary for the cocoa sector?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it really is a thrill. Um, the 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 team that I've been working with, we've been working on this glossary for just about a year now, and so it is so exciting for have it to have it be live. It just went live uh, a few days ago, and the fine sugar glossary is really for me. Um, it's a professional highlight, I have to say, Tony. And all of the things I've done over the years, the writing and the research, um, it, it's a real highlight for me. And the reason is because I think it solves. Um, a challenge that we all face in this industry, which is when we say something you know, about fine chocolate or chocolate in general and use a term that's specific to that industry, we don't always know if the person we're talking to means the same thing. And certainly I've encountered this in my own career. Um, others have as well. And The glossary gives us this place where we can all come and say, okay, well, how does an expert define this term? Like, what does an expert mean when they use this word and how can they illustrate it for us? So the goal was to have a space where we could come and create a common language, essentially a set of references that we could all turn to when we're talking about chocolate.
0: Absolutely. And it is, the, it's, it's, the, it's called, it's basically, its title is the FCA, FCIA Fine Chocolate Glossary, isn't it? Is that the, uh, that's its official yes. title? Yeah, and the it fine, is, yeah, the Fine Chocolate yeah.
1: Glossary.
0: And it is fascinating. And it's kind of answered one of the, I've been reporting on the, on the cocoa sector for over four years now. And I still get confused with the term cacao, and cocoa, um, and for consistency in my reporting, I kind of use the, I just use cocoa, uh, the, the term cocoa for everything. But if you could just, that's a, probably a very good example, isn't it, of some of the confusion around the terminology, the nomen, nomenclature, of, in, of of the cocoa industry. So the difference between cacao and cocoa, can you can you enlighten us, Kirsty?
1: I'll I'll do the best I can, Tony, because that is really—it's you know—the cacao cocoa debate. I think is at the heart of you know of this of our discussion around common language, and and I do think people get quite passionate about it. To be honest with you, Um, so we already have a definition an entry completed for cacao in the glossary, and that was authored by Dr. Dr. Carla Martin and uh, Dr. Katie Sampaek, and and. I am actually working on the definition for cocoa um, with Benjamin Sator, who was previously my research assistant in Ghana and in many ways a cultural translator for me when I was when I was living in Ghana. And, you know, who is now embarking on his own digital storytelling around cocoa. But so, you know, I almost wish, Tony, that I'd, I'd completed our definition for cocoa before uh, Carla and Katie completed theirs for cacao. And the reason is because it is very difficult not to get caught up in the debate over, you know, do these terms mean the same thing or not? And, you know, in, in the glossary, I've actually asked authors to, um, if there is a debate circulating around their term, then they do need to recognize it. They need to acknowledge it in writing their entry. But with cocoa cacao, it's, it's very tempting to only focus on the debate and not actually define the word itself. So for me, you know, funny. I'm, I'm the same as you. I, I use cocoa. And I think the reason for that is that I have spent my professional, you know, time in Anglophone cocoa producing countries where cocoa is the standard word for anything that comes from Theobroma cacao, the the mm. name for the tree species that gives us the fruit. So you know, I use cocoa to refer to um, you know the the pods, to the beans, to the beans in their unprocessed state, the beans in their processed state, to you know things that we can actually eat or drink like cocoa powder. Um, you know, and so for me, cocoa refers to anything that comes from this tree. Cacao has been adopted by so first of all, let's be clear that like in a in mm. a francophone community, you would just say cacao because that's yeah. the French pronunciation, that's a French word. So it depends first of all on what language you're using, but even among in English speaking areas, cacao has been adopted as a way to differentiate between like unprocessed materials from the tree and processed materials. And I believe Tony, honestly, also it's, yeah. it's used as a way to kind of elevate the conversation. I often find that people who are talking about fine chocolate or craft chocolate or specialty yeah. chocolate will use cacao almost as a way to make it seem superior yeah. to yeah. What is um, essentially for me cocoa?
0: Absolutely, yeah. I, it's like a posh, uh, it comes across as posh term. But um, that definition you just gave just, just, just then about, um, I think that's probably one of the better def- definitions, the unprocessed uh, cocoa powder, cacao. Uh, cacao is the unpressed uh, kind of organic material, I guess, isn't it? And cocoa is the kind of finished um, article. Is that kind of... A, um what you just said then I think I think I can get my head around around that definition
1: yeah I think so I think people do use it that way like cacao is the purer less processed thing and then cocoa is the more like the more processing you do to the fruits of the tree the more cocoa it is I guess um but again this is not for everybody right that's that's a we we need yeah. to allow for the fact that different people use the terms in different ways i personally wouldn't do that um but i know it's come up right i know in your in, in your writing there's yeah. been even lawsuits about this, court cases that you've yeah. Yeah. you've been sharing with with the confectionery oh, news man. audience which has been fascinating
0: Yeah, um, of course, and as a journalist, I I find this this resource, this tool, this glossary um, fascinating, and it will help with um with with situations like that where you need some clarification some some clarity and you know you can always refer back to um well the glossary says uh, you know this this is the 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 term this is the the term to use so it's really good to have that kind of authoritative um resource now available um i'd say for journalists will find it interesting but who else is the is the glossary uh, aimed aimed at who who can use it who what, what, what's what's the wider kind of um, remit for the glossary?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking that because it was a shift for for the team. You know, when we first had the concept for the glossary, I personally had imagined it as an internal tool for the FCIA, for Fine and Chocolate Industry Association members to use as you know for themselves. And then w- within the team came the idea that it should actually be a public, publicly accessible tool. And for me, that was really one of the more exciting moments in the development of the concept, because it meant that the glossary could take, you know, a a place in the thought leadership, Mm -hmm. you know, sphere of of cocoa and chocolate, because once it's, once something is publicly accessible and anyone can use it, then we're talking about thought leadership rather than a private kind of internal tool. And from there, my own thinking really expanded to, you know, it wouldn't just be fine chocolate professionals, like people who run, Fine chocolate businesses, but it could be journalists. It could be professional researchers who maybe have their own area of expertise and want to understand a term that is not in their area of expertise. It could be students who are writing a paper. You know, I'm sure you get the same, but I get many requests from students at every level, from honestly grade school all the way through, you know, advanced degrees, asking me for clarifications on on words and concepts so truly you know all of those groups but I think one of the the groups that we really do want to make sure you know we reach is chocolate lovers because I think there's lots of times now when people will be buying a bar of chocolate or a chocolate product and they'll see a word on the package and they want to understand what that word means and that could be anything from shade like shade grown to you know eco-friendly to cacao right so chocolate lovers is a is you know people that we really do hope to to reach
0: with the glossary absolutely and and i think hopefully the, the way that confection news can help maybe this podcast this article is because um i i see obviously it's a work in progress it will never the nature of the beast will it will never be completed there'll be new terminology new uh, new areas to explore that's the exciting thing about about the cocoa industry to an extent but as you say in in your in your release, um, about 14% of entries have been completed. You hope to to have a completion rate of 25% by the end of April. And I and what you you're actively looking, aren't you, for, for contributors, experts in field in, in their field to to contribute to the glossary? There's um, I had a quick look. Uh, that's some of the terms, you know, some of the terms that, that keep coming up all the time, like self-certification, premium, fair trade, traceability, transparency, value chain, supply chain. The differences between those, I know some, some have already got entries in there, but it's that clarity, isn't it? That's, that's that's what you're and this is what you're looking for now, isn't it? Experts that can add their, add their input, add their knowledge to the glossary to make it a complete um And useful resource uh, research tool is that 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 correct?
1: Very much so, very much so, and and we have the great advantage now of the the glossary being live because for a year we've been working on this without it being live, and so our outreach, you know, to our own networks of of experts and professionals, um, you know, is. of the team who's working on the glossary, we do have a quite extensive network, but, you know, it's again, just our network and, and there's many, many, many other voices that we'd like to include. And now that the glossary is live and visible and public, now I'm already getting people who are interested, who are outside of our networks, um, wanting to contribute, suggesting terms, suggesting um, themselves or others as authors for incomplete terms and also of course, giving feedback because that is a, a feature of the glossary that I feel really proud of is you know, we we want every entry to have comments, to have feedback and to be updated so that it reflects current thinking in the industry, that it reflects a wide diversity of experiences and expertise. So yeah, like we're constantly looking now for 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 new voices to contribute.
0: Okay, and I think one important um Point we must get across is it's open to everybody isn't it? it's not a members it's not restricted there's no kind of uh, uh, registration process people can just type in the uh, the, the, the link and go straight there is that, is that correct it's open to to everybody
1: open to everybody and thank you for for making that point because yeah. it truly is a public resource anyone can search the glossary anyone can learn from the glossary and anyone can contribute you know and the way we 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 handle that was by building in a really rigorous process for accepting entries, you know, or, or, or not. And, and we haven't not accepted an entry so far, but you know, that's thanks to the the very high quality that, that we've received and the thoughtfulness and the care that people have put into crafting their definitions. So you, you don't have to be a fine chocolate professional. You don't have to be a chocolate pre- professional. You don't have to work in this industry at all. If you have expertise on a term supply chain, you know, value chain, any technical terms related to environment or science or whatever, you know, please contribute. And as long as your your entry meets our criteria for rigor, then we'll accept it.
0: Right. Thank you. And uh, just another another question as well. The the Fine Chocolate Industry Association, the the glossary is, is published under... Uh, under under that uh, with, under that organization, is this a new organization that's been set up specifically for this for this project, or is it something that's been around for a few years?
1: The yeah, it's the Fine Chocolate uh, Industry Association, the F C I A, has been around for a number of years. I'm I'm going to make a rough guess um, because I remember the early days of the organization when I was still living in Seattle. So I'm going to say about right. um maybe 12 or, or maybe okay. 15 years ago Okay, I should yeah
0: know so this, it's been around for a i while think there's event. a lot of uh, no. <laughs> there's a lot of these associations isn't there and you know sometimes they don't come up on my radar that's why i i i ask so it's, so it's an established association um that's got this, so it's got it's it's got got the backing of uh, of that okay and you've been involved with yes. it for what 10 12 years or you've known about it for 10 12 years with with
1: the with the association itself
0: yeah yes With yeah. the FCI? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, I, you know, I, I've mainly been involved as an independent consultant to the organization. And, the, you know, this goes back to the very early days when the FCIA was just. Literally a few people um, in in the kind of Pacific Northwest area uh, getting together. Um, uh, Pam Williams of a Chocolat and Mary Jo Stojack um, were the initial founders, uh, w- uh, among a, a couple of other people. And um, you know, my own role has been largely as a you know independent consultant. Generally, if there's some analysis that needs to be done, if they do a survey of their members or consumers, then I'll be brought in to analyze the results of the survey. That's actually how I got, was the the genesis of the glossary, in fact, was um, they'd done a membership survey and from the results was born the idea yeah. for the glossary.
0: Okay, great. And finally, uh, Christy, I cannot let you go without a little bit of... Um, um, Background really for the listeners, for the readers who do, perhaps don't know the full extent of your fantastic work you've been doing in the cocoa sector, in the sustainability uh, related issues as well in West Africa. We will not talk about that particularly this time because we've um, we've covered that. But um, you are known you are you are known as uh, Doctor Chocolate, aren't you? Uh, because of your your, your fantastic academic work. You have a book out called COCO as well and um, that's been widely um, read and well received in in the industry um, and you're also proud to say a member of the uh, um, Confection News editorial board. Um, if you just like just, just a little bit about your background and how you got into COCO and, and what it means to you the cocoa sector.
1: Thank you very much for asking that you know I've been working on cocoa and chocolate exclusively for um, almost 20 years Tony so my my entry into this world was really as a doctoral candidate where I had the amazing opportunity to write my doctoral dissertation on the cocoa and chocolate trade and that's where the name Dr. Chocolate came from because it was early days still with academics researching Cocoa and chocolate. It wasn't quite fashionable back then, maybe, but um, no, no. <laughs> anyway. So I was, I was, I was um, one of the, the the few people who who were approaching this really from an academic point of view, and, and got this wonderful nickname, Doctor Chocolate. You know, for <laughs> me, it's it's all about. Um, I think really over the years, Tony, I, I I would used to maybe say it's about economics and politics and geopolitics and political economy and cultures. And now I would really say for me, it's about the people because I think that um, my own work has been so largely field-based in West Africa and other parts of Africa as well. And I am, you know, endlessly fascinated by the women and men who bring this, this product to life and, and enable us all to enjoy chocolate. So uh, yeah, really, I, um, Quite passionate about meeting the people, learning from them, um, who farm cocoa, who trade it, who who process it, who put it out there in the world, and understanding what the industry looks like from their point of view.
0: Absolutely, and for for those you, as as I said, they they can find out more about your work in, in your book Cocoa, and also on the Confection News website where you where you've um, written. Um, at least sort of half a dozen articles for us from, from, from West Africa that, that, that details the, uh, the struggles and the issues that, that go on there with, with the cocoa farmers, the small holders. So I thank you very much for that, um, that contribution, uh, uh, Leslie, uh, so Christy and, um, I hope we can continue our relationship and I wish you well with your new role and, of course, every success with the, uh, with the FCIA Chocolate Glossary. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much. What a pleasure to, to be able to talk with you about this. Thank you. It was, it was fantastic.